I watched the Ole Miss-Bama game because a loss for Bama is a win for America, and I love to see Bama lose. This is Chapel Bell Curve. I'm Nathan. And I'm Justin. And I'm Yara. Whoa. We have a special guest host today. Yara is with us because why is that justin that is because i am in the deece my friend that's what i've learned the locals here call it the deece i've been watching the dc for the weekend yesterday during the game i got to see my brother my brother and me live tonight i'm gonna go see the adventure zone featuring brennan lee mulligan during the the game yesterday i was watching the bim bam which was fantastic and so i am pretty useless to this redo episode (laughs) so i wanted to come on and just say hello to everybody and let you know that dc is great it's really lovely and it's just as bad as any other big city but just as good as any other big city too and that's pretty neat and i'm about to hop off in a second and let y'all do the review episode and i'm gonna go eat some brunch on a place that has some lovely bottomless i think they have bottomless mimosas but they also have bottomless mojitos that sounds fun like a a really big treat yourself weekend and we we stand a self-care king in this in this podcast Self, self-care king Period. You. <laughs> i can't wait to introduce myself to new locals as self-care king self-care king <laughs> justin bray so justin's gonna hop off here and then we are going to continue the episode as normal so everyone throw justin a kiss and he will accept your love i can feel them all I feel them all. They're coming in right now over the waves. Thank you, everybody. I'll leave it in your very capable hands. Y'all have so much fun. Thank you so much, Justin, for coming out and giving us his blessing for this for this holiest of podcasts because we couldn't do it without him. And we will we can't wait to hear him again. And I'm sure he'll be back on the next episode. But until then, today we are going to talk about the Mississippi State Georgia game, wherein our good bulldogs beat their bad bulldogs 45 to 19. Yesterday on the probably coldest Saturday in the history of Mississippi, I'm, I'm guessing. So if this is your first time joining us, we'll be talking about this both from a qualitative and quantitative standpoint. In our qualitative segment, we'll be talking about our experiences, how the day went for us personally yesterday. We'll hit some newsy stuff. We'll review some storylines that we had coming into this game. And the quantitative review will give some more specific notes on what we thought about the game, as well as touching on some stats from our advanced statistical box score. If you'd like to support this podcast, as always... You can support us on patreon.com forward slash chapel bell curve for as little as $1 a month. You can get access to our discord, which is an amazing community of people, including Yara and myself yeah. I suppose, indirectly. And you could be listening to this live right now. I, I mean, I don't know what you're doing, but like hypothetically, if you had reversed causality and gotten on the Patreon in the time that I am relative to me, you could be listening to us live right now. All podcasts are unstuck in time. Anyway, so. We are going to start today with our qualitative review. So first we'll do a couple of news notes that I've been able to gather this morning. Then we'll talk about our experiences of how our day went personally. Then we'll review some storylines that we went over, Justin and I went over in the preview for this game. So let's start with some new stuff. There continues to be a significant number of people reporting that they think that A.D. Mitchell will be back next week. That is good for us. Do you have any, do you have any personal reaction to that, Yara? Do you know Eddie Mitchell? Uh, You're a current student. Have you met him? No, he continues to elude me. It's on my bucket <laughs> list, I'll say. He's very sneaky like that, Eddie Mitchell. 
on the field, he will be a huge benefit to us. He is probably the most consistent receiving threat that we had on the team coming into this year. And honestly, it's pretty impressive that we've been able to win the games that we have for the last five or six games without him. The only other news and notes I could find was from the Kirby Smart post-game press conference where he, he explained the absolute CF that happened at the end of the first half. So basically, if you didn't watch the game or you can't remember it, there was a moment where we had the ball with about a minute left and we passed it three times in a row and we ended up having to punt. And when we punted it, they returned it for a punt return touchdown. So the third down at the end of the half where Stetson threw it, I think incomplete to Dominic Blaylock, who should have caught that ball, but whatever. That was that was a QB draw with an option to pass, and he took the option to pass. I think if Kirby had had that back, he probably would have just like taken that option off and just had him draw and just see what happens. Run some time out on the clock. They also thought that when they punted it. They thought that Mississippi State was going to come after it and try to block the punt. So they brought in their their heavy protection personnel, which means there was only one gunner. And the gunner is like the fault, small, fast guy who's out at on the edge of the formation, like in the wide receiver spot. It was Keely Ringo. And so Keely Ringo was like the guy who had to make the tackle and he missed it. I think from watching that like live, it looked to me like Keely Ringo kind of sort of gave up on the play once the guy let it bounce. And then he took it off of the bounce, oftentimes in punt return touchdowns. When the when there's a bounce and the receiver collects it off the bounce, that like really throws off the protection because they slow down. So yeah. That was a suboptimal moment for Georgia yesterday that apparently was just like a a series of compounding mistakes, as many suboptimal moments are. So it is currently, as we speak, 11.54 on the Sunday after the game, November 13th. So we don't have a lot of new stuff or injury report stuff to, because we have not yet had media availability. So that's about all we have for our newsy segment. So that brings us in to our experiences. Yara. What was your experience yesterday in this game? It was a lot of fun. I watched the game with a lot of my friends. We at Chapel Bell Curve do not condone underage or irresponsible drinking, and please drink responsibly. But I did hypothetically outshotgun an Alabama fan twice. So that was excellent. I did scream a lot. My voice is like so shot. And I don't entirely know how I knew more football than anybody in that room. But like somehow I did. That was crazy, bro. But I did successfully predict when we did our little Friday live show, or not exactly live, but live-ish. I did successfully predict that the first touchdown would be completed by our Lord and Savior Brock Bowers. So that was fun as well. And yeah, that was my game day experience. I just want to say that hypothetically you were, let's say, (laughs) shotgunning like I don't know, fizzy water. Although, honestly, shotgunning fizzy water would probably be worse than shotgunning a beer. Like, they're so fizzy. Yeah, White Claw is ick. You're not a White Claw person? I'm not a White Claw person. Uh Uh-uh. Are there any, hypothetically, are there any hard seltzers that you like? Mike's Hard Lemonade. That's it. (laughs) She's a classy broad, Yara. All right. (laughs) Too, Too good for the White Claw. I don't know if Mike's Hard Lemonade is classy. It's classier than White Claw is. I associate White Claw with like daddy owns a Ford dealership rich, you know, like fake classy. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. We were born white trash, but now we're classy, classy. I don't know. Maybe that's just a reflection on someone who is himself <laughs> white trash. So my day was, it sounds like pretty similar to yours. I sat on my ass the entire day. I got to have the the CBC Discord experience, TMTM, during the day and keep up with all the messages and, and message people back. Normally I can't do that because I'm working and or I'm in the stadium where there's no. No service whatsoever. Pause. Brief 
Brief pause. Did you just say the plural form of keep as cape? That was crazy. You got a, you have several English degrees. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like being called out by a non-native English speaker <laughs> on my own podcast is a pretty harsh, <laughs> is a pretty harsh <laughs> response to me inviting someone on as a guest. <laughs> okay, my bad, my bad. I'm joking. No, yeah, I I probably did. I mispronounce words all the time, pretty much consistently. I kind of I take the I take the carpet bombing approach to mispronunciation, which is if you just do it a lot and don't acknowledge it, it just becomes like a quirky, cool thing that you do, and not your inability to process the English language. Hell yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, that's how you should approach it. You should approach all your mistakes with the audacity and confidence of a mediocre white man. And so that's what I'm trying to be in your life is like the person that shows you how to be a mediocre white man. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Speaking Excellent. of being a mediocre white man, I watched the 330 game. It was LSU Arkansas, I believe. And I I don't know, it was just like really slow. And it's a CBS game. So it was like constantly going back to commercial after like every play it felt like. So eventually I had my my middle aged nap experience about four. Well, no, it was more like. 435 it was like right at halftime of the arkansas let's game i just was like mm, i'm just gonna lay over on the couch here and then i fell asleep while my wife played video games so that was Banger. it was really nice i one of my most old man quality is that because i've been teaching for so long somewhere around 3 30 every day my body is like nap sounds great right now nap sounds pretty good right now and I just need to shut down, like, because I'm so used to, like, sort of maintaining until 3.30 for my job. Yeah, we had the sort of classic, like, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat thing that happened until <laughs> it was, like, nine, you know? And just Excellent. like, do you want to order something? Do you want to go somewhere? I don't know. We had the most stereotypical, like, people can't communicate in their long-term happy marriages moment last night. My wife and I did. But we eventually got something to eat. So we're good. I'm going to say it was, like, oh, yeah. 90% my fault. Because I'm an idiot, but we, we we got around it. By the time the food came, I was very hungry, so uh, probably nice. unnecessarily. So let's see. I don't know. I mean, it was a pretty straightforward day. It's weird whenever you're at home, you don't. I mean, Yara, you were in red coats. You know how it is. It's like when you yeah. do red coats, like the only thing you know about is the game that you're at. So yeah. it was, it's always kind of weird for me to be able to watch games all day. Did you watch anything else yesterday? Like before our game? I watched the Ole Miss-Bama game because a loss for Bama is a win for America. And I love to see Bama lose. Unfortunately, that did not happen. But they lost in my soul because they are no longer eligible for the SEC championship. (laughs) Yes, sir. Waka waka, baby. We lost the battle, but we won the war. I'm so pleased. Well, for two things. One, you can tell why we brought you on because the phrase a loss for America or a loss for Alabama is a win for America is the most, absolutely the most CBC thing I've ever heard. And two, (laughs) I I do think it's great that in winning against Ole Miss, they clinched out for LSU. Like they weren't going already when LSU won, but in beating Ole Miss, they also made sure that Ole Miss didn't go, but also they ensured that the team that beat them did go, which is just like, mm, mm. I just know that somebody on Twitter is going to try and justify Bama's like appearance or hypothetical appearance, I'll say, in the CFP. And I can't wait to shut them down so hard. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Oh, my God. 
I'm going to go feral on Twitter. I'm going to Good. I'm going to play my my country girl song and I'm going to go feral. Did you see I don't know if you saw there, there was a little bit of Tennessee fans law on Twitter last night being like, "Hey, you know, we beat we beat Missouri by 40 points and and you guys only beat them by 6 points. We're still just as good as you. We should have a rematch." I did not see that and I think I think when I do see that on Twitter inevitably later today, I what was the score of the Tennessee game? Tennessee Missouri game? It was like a lot to a little. Oh, I was talking about our game against Tennessee. Oh, what was the score of our <laughs> game? Yeah, well they remember that. Yeah. But yeah, Tennessee beat Missouri sixty six to twenty four yesterday. And they tried to like turn that into like, oh well, if it hadn't been for the rain and some strategic plays and the existence of time and causality, we would have won, which means we should also go to the the CFP. My brother in Christ, how do we stay how do we stay in Tennessee's mind rent free? Like I'm genuinely curious. It's worse than it's worse than Bama fans at this point. Like die mad you salty bitches 2.0. Absolutely. And you know, I generally don't have a lot of positive thoughts about landlords. But I myself am a landlord as a Georgia fan because of how I have a place that I'm renting out in all of Tennessee's heads. Did you catch the Texas A&M-Auburn game? That shit was crazy. Yeah, man. Bro. Cadillac Williams. I, love, I wish I didn't love Cadillac Williams so much, but he's such a handsome man and he seems so sweet. And I just... I just like he, his name. I think his name is cool. Like instant BDE right there. Yeah. Well, his okay, his name is technically Carnell Williams. I think Cadillac's a nickname, but everyone just calls him that. He, you know, Cadillac Williams was a running back for Auburn when I was in school. So like, I watched oh. him rip my heart out several times, and now, oh. and now I have to like cheer for him a little because he seems so sweet. I don't know. I just want to like give him a hug. So let's, I guess, maybe turn our thoughts over to the Mississippi State game. There are some storylines that Justin and I identified for this game. One was well, it, we just wrote Klanga, which we were talking about how. Basically, you know, this is always a big home field advantage for Mississippi State and would it affect Georgia? And I think we got the answer for that. And the answer was yes, right? Georgia had some false start penalties. They looked discombobulated at times in the first half. Kirby Smart apparently told the sideline reporter at the half that the team was affected by it. They were clearly, UGA's team players were clearly angry about the cowbell thing because they were like making fake cowbell gestures when they scored touchdowns. So obviously they were not ready for the experience it's weird to me that mississippi state gets away from with it yeah i thought that shit was banned like i swear it was banned by the sec but do they i guess they do have like a home field exemption so like, well yeah so the deal is you have to stop all artificial noise well not artificial you have to stop all like noise generation or whatever at when the the center is crouched above the ball. So that's how that's the standard for bands. And it's actually the same standard for noisemakers in the stands from fans. So like hypothetically, Mississippi says they stop before the play, but they don't. So I don't, I don't know how they get away with it. I I think it's kind of interesting and cute, but I just still, I still don't get it. How come LSU gets fined every time they play neck, but the minute cowbells come onto the, like the minute cowbells start happening, it's okay. I just, I'm not saying that neck is like appropriate because it's not. However, it is more fun than cowbells. Like mm-hmm. I will scream, I will scream neck, not at the SEC championship game, but in all other purposes. I thought they didn't play it anymore because of what the students said. They, to my knowledge, they play it occasionally, but like 
they get fined a lot of money. And they also, yeah, when they when they beat Bama, they the band did not play Neck, but the like fans still screamed the lyrics to Neck to a different yes. song that was not Neck. Yes. So that was fun. I'm what I'm saying is ban the cowbells and let the band play Neck. That's my take. That's my official Gen Z take. That's a powerful take. I like it. Thank you. So the next storyline we identified was, was, is this going to be a letdown game? I mean, I guess results-wise, no. I mean, it wasn't the most cleanly played game in the first half. We all we also asked, did we play zone all day? Uh, and we did, and sometimes unsuccessfully. Played a lot of combo coverage, uh, and where you have some people playing zone, some people playing man. Or we played like match coverage, where you have people playing zone with man principles. But sometimes we let some guys buy us. There were a couple of moments where... You know, maybe there there should have been we should have had less success than we did, uh, but we got away with it for some reason. And then finally, does Mike Leach abandon the run? And the answer is yes. He only ran it for 14 times on the game, which is not that much at all. And he was not incredibly successful when he did run it. So those are our storylines. I guess let's get into our quantitative preview. I think we should start and talk. I, I want to hear I want to set you up with like a Gen Z rant and I want to hear your thoughts on the refs last night. Sometimes the anti-Georgia train was real. And then other times we got away with things that I don't think we could have gotten away with. So like, I guess it cancels each other out. PEMDAS or some shit. But like. <laughs> PEMDAS. <I don't... laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm with it you. Can... It cancels each other out. In my opinion. Okay. SEC refs. Y'all are okay for, for tonight. I, f- I forgive you. Because you let us get away with things that we probably should not have gotten away with. But also, like, damn, the anti-Georgia train is so real. And I learned that yesterday. That shit was crazy. It is weird because we did get some calls that were kind of like Alabama calls. The uh, the fumble call where they called it stop progress, the Dejon Edwards fumble call, probably should have been a fumble. Uh, and we got, a, we got away with a couple of things where they, you know, like they said we didn't rough the passer when we probably roughed the passer. Uh, so I, I don't know, but yeah, the roughing the punter call was, was really bad. Uh, yeah. the, that, that, that call actually was the, basically the last chance that Mississippi state had to make it uh, any closer than it was. Honestly, they got all the way down to like the first and goal and ended up turning it over on downs, which, which did make me yell ball. Don't lie a lot. I don't know. I mean, I, I think you're right. I think ultimately there was just. It was just a poorly called game on both sides. And did it get us some points or avoid them from scoring some points? Probably. But I'm not sure that actually it impacted the game in any real way. Yeah. Per GameOnPaper.com, their advanced statistical box score, they said that UGA added about 6.18 EPA to their total EPA on the night from penalties. And Mississippi State added about 7.9 EPA, estimated points added. Mississippi State also got some penalty luck on the day. But I would say that ultimately it probably balanced itself out. Here are some other notes that I have on the game. And I'll, I'd be happy to hear anything that you have as I roll these off. Lad McConkey, let's buy that man some Robux for his Roblox account. He looks like he's 14. I'm sure he plays Roblox. I'm, a, I'm 100% sure. Buy that hey, man like $200. I'm 20 and I play Roblox. Roblox is fun, dude. Okay. It's I'm, well, I'm just saying. Actually, Lad McConkey seems like the kind of guy who would enjoy Robux. I think everybody can enjoy Roblox, regardless of how they look. Vlad McConkie especially enjoys Roblox. I know this for a fact. Source, trust me, bro. But everybody can enjoy Roblox. I, at 20 years old, I am not ashamed to admit this. I play Roblox with my siblings, and it is wonderful. 
Roblox is just like knockoff Minecraft, would we say? Don't say that. Oh, that harmed me. Oh, that like hurt me, hurt my soul. No, Roblox is like, how do I describe it? It's like definitely blocks adjacent characters, right? And okay. a lot of people have programmed different games and different like ways to play those games. So there's one where you can make your, this is my favorite one, the one where you can make your own restaurant and you can hire waiters and waitresses and cooks and you can get good ratings and people can come eat at your restaurant and then you get money to spend on your restaurant and also buy food from other people. It is so good. And there's another one called Jailbreak. And that one is fun because you break out of jail and you steal Bugattis and you try not to get arrested by the police. It's so much fun. I get to live out my, my, I don't want to say criminal fantasies because that's bad, but like I get to pretend to be a criminal while also being a goody two shoes who will never break the law ever. But like Roblox is fun and I think everybody needs to try it once before they die. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. I feel like this is the first conversation we have that ends up with like a, a Roblox chapel jet bell curve outing or whatever. Yeah. I, I will I will set everybody up with a Roblox account right now. I will do this. Everybody can make their own restaurant and and spend money on other people's restaurants and it will be fun. CVC Roblox server when. I also I also am taking all of this as confirmation that Lad McConkie does in fact like Roblox. So on the football field, just ridiculously good ball skills. He runs great routes. He has big, like, white men can't jump energy. He does have big, like, Woody Harrelson playing pickup in Venice Beach kind of energy to me. He just doesn't look like he's going to, like, absolutely embarrass you. And then he does. He's also faster than he looks. Any other any other football or non-football Roblox-related comments on Latin McConkey? I Okay, so I said this yesterday as I was watching the game as well. At first, I, well, like, Ever since, you know, last one dropping, I, I do love Lad. I do love the boy. Um, he has been dropping some passes. He's been kind of entering his like flop era or he's been having some, I will say he's been having some flop moments, but it has not been a full flop era. And he proved mm. that last night. Does that make sense? Is that, Do I yeah. need to translate this? Okay. No, I got okay, you. I, okay. I wasn't sure if you as a millennial knew what a flop era was. So I'm, I'm so glad that you do. I, I'm on the internet, Yara. If you, <laughs> hold on, let me pause you. If you like this vibe that we currently have, you should be watching Yara and I CBC After Dark, which we will be doing every Friday at and around eight, and where Yara will make me feel very old because she doesn't know how to, what burning a CD means. The first device I had was an MP3 player. I didn't need to burn CDs. I don't know what that is. It's well, I explained it to you on Friday. You know what? It's okay. Well, okay. It's fine. I know what it Let's is go. now. I know what it we is gotta now. Get, we got to get to the next thing before I... Okay. God. I feel like I'm the... I feel like the freaking Crypt Creeper. I feel like I just drank the wrong... Have you seen the Indiana Jones movies where he drinks the, like, from the, the wrong Holy Grail and then he, like, ages? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I know who Indiana Jones is in theory. Oh but I haven't God. seen any movies. Christ, which on is the cross. like not—it's not a Gen Z thing. It's—it's it's exclusively a me being sheltered thing. Like, okay, that's—it's different. Okay, well, we're gonna have to watch the Indiana Jones movies. They're—they're they're deeply problematic, but they're so cool. 
I mean, they're very problematic. They're very colonialist. And Indiana Jones is sort of a horrible misogynist. But they're also very good. All right. So. Banger. Next football note. Darnell Washington is a freak of nature. He is basically untackleable. The only way to tackle him is basically just like push him out of bounds. But it is weird to me that he only has two touchdowns in his time at UGA. That's weird, right? Yeah. That's and strange. probably his last year because he's probably going to the NFL next year. Let's see, speaking of people who are definitely going to go to the NFL, Jalen Carter is just. Oh, my God. I know. He's just uh, indescribably good. He just literally, he caved in the middle of their front line about 10 times yesterday. He had multiple tackles for loss. He he kind of just like shut the run game, game down by himself. He rushed the passer efficiently. I, we're going to miss him when he's gone. Have you met Jalen Carter in the flesh? I have. Nice. Is he cool? <laughs> he's sweet. He's funny. A lot of the football team is like just very funny in general. And also like to talk about their time on the football team. And that's all mm. I'm going to say about that. I understand that being on the UGA football team is very cool and awesome and swag. But like, I'm begging you to develop some more hobbies. Please. Mm. <laughs> so that's why we stand Lad McConkey and his Roblox addiction on this, yes, on this, exactly. on this channel. Exactly. I really hope he doesn't listen to this because I'm worried that maybe he doesn't even know what Roblox are. Um, so anyway, Jalen Carter's a freak. He's going to be like a top five pick in the NFL draft, if not number one overall. I don't know. There's nothing else to say about him. He he warps the entire offensive game plan of anybody he plays against. He is the most important player on UGA's team, I think by a pretty good margin, honestly, at this point. Uh, we got to stop having turnovers. Stetson, Stetson, I beg you, stop throwing interceptions. Stetson, we all we all <laughs> love you. We want to stand you, but we just Stetson. You got to stop, my dude. Uh, I don't, I mean I don't have anything else other than that. I need I need good Stetson. Speaking of flop era, I feel like there's so clearly like there's flop era Stetson and like there's good national championship era Stetson, and we we need the second one more. And it's directly it's directly associated with the length of his hair. That's it. Oh, his hair it's grew out. In a week. he needs to get it. Yep. He needs to get it faded up like every game. Yes, precisely. He has NIL uh, money to do so. He has hella NIL money. Like, so he's like a reverse Samson. Man can get a haircut. You know, like Samson and Delilah in the Bible where he's like his hair gives him his power and then she cuts it off. It's like the reverse of that. Yes. Like when his hair grows too long, it saps his power. Reverse tangled. <laughs> reverse tangled, Jesus. <laughs> Stetson as the short-haired princess who can't get out of the tower <laughs> because he, he can't have long hair. Let's see. Yes. <laughs> Javon Bullard seems like he's okay. He had some kind of knee injury, but he came out back out to play. That's important because he's a very important player on our defense. He's really playing his <laughs> ass off. On the defense, I thought Chaz Chambliss looked better this week. He has had some bad moments of the past few weeks when he's been pressed into service in lieu of the injured Nolan Smith. You know, Chaz Chambliss, as a former Carrollton Trojan, he's near and dear to my heart. And just seeing that white boy look a little better makes me happy. Uh, let's, let's go, Carrollton. Yeah. Tradition never graduates or whatever. Anyway, Smile Mondin <laughs> is the future. He is so good. He is the next whoever you want to compare him to, Nicobe Dean, whatever. He, he's just so fast. He makes the defense so much better because of his ability to cover mistakes. He has – there's a little bit of Roquan Smith in him in that sense. Not that he is that level of player, but that he is just so fast in pursuit to the ball that he makes plays that should put UJ's defense at a disadvantage and be just sort of – cleaned up let's see uh the offensive line i thought is looking very good in pass protection but couldn't stop msu from shooting gaps in the run game all game the run game was not good from yesterday georgia from georgia they 
on the day rushing. They had 33 rushes, and they just weren't that good in those 33 rushes. They had 52% stopped runs, which was runs that gained less than two yards. They only had a uh, 33% opportunity runs, which is uh, runs that gained four or more yards. They averaged 1.37 yard lines per carry. So yeah, I mean, it just wasn't, it wasn't a great day. They didn't stop people very well. They didn't stop the basically like constant run blitzes that Mississippi State was doing. They clearly were going to take away the run. And to some extent, when someone wants to commit that many resources to taking away the run, it's okay to not be good at it. But, you know, you rush 33 times for 179 yards, which is 5.42 yards per play, but just ultimately not a very productive day situationally. Lots of negative runs. They had 10 stuffed runs. 30% of their runs went for fewer than zero yards or negative yards. That's bad. So yeah, got to clean that up. Uh, to some extent, it's okay because if you have a team that you're playing that's that committed to stopping your run game, you can throw over top of it. it you tend to be pretty successful, which we were. Ultimately, that's something that you got to worry about because when we play LSU, they have a very good defense uh, with some very good players. To the defense credit, on the other hand, they did kind of shut down Will Rogers. He was 29 for 51 for 240 yards, one touchdown, and a sack. For a team that's only going to run it 14 times, shutting down their offensive leader and their quarterback is pretty much the whole game. And really good to see Robert Beal back out there. He had some kind of neck singer and against Tennessee, so it was really good to see him back. He looked pretty good. He was the guy who had the the roughing the passer that wasn't, which probably should have been a roughing the passer, but whatever. Let's see. I think Michael Williams and Marvin Jones Jr. Ten- continue to look really good. Uh, Michael Williams in particular I thought looked good out there as a sort of stopgap to losing Nolan Smith. Any other notes about this game, Yara? Dude, I am literally a liberal arts major. I am so scared of numbers all of the time. But the way that you just explained it made sense. So that was fun. I do something that you said that like reminded me of something that I saw during the game was when there's when you said that their defense was really committed to stopping our run game or like slash rush game there was this one i don't recall which touchdown this was or when this was but like i remember for the first two tries um we were like first in goal or some shit like we were right there and we were trying to get in and we tried to like run through the defense several times and it just didn't fucking work and then finally steady was like hey I'm going to throw the ball and we're going to make a pass and it fucking worked. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I think that we need to be employing pass game more. Yeah. In the red zone, clearly the, the short yardage red zone running wasn't working yesterday, but both of the red zone Mm -hmm. touchdowns that we had were like wide open dudes just standing alone in the end zone. One to Brock Bowers and one to Darnell Washington. I don't know. It's always hard to tell. A good defense, which Mississippi State is a decent defense, a good defense can usually take away part of your your game plan if they want to. And so yeah. I don't know how upset Georgia's coaches are at that performance to some extent because, A, while it didn't look good you know, aesthetically, we still did run the ball some successfully, especially as the game wore on. And B, you know, if they're that committed to stopping the run, like we're going to have more success in the past. That's about all I have. We can briefly review our predictions from the game or from before last time. So I predicted that this would be a 38 to 16 game. Justin predicted 42, 13. Justin won that prediction because he was only like nine points off. It ended up 45, 19. So good job, Justin. He's got a preternational gift for this couple of happenings around the league. We talked about a couple of these already, but first of all, UK, Kentucky, baby, what are we doing? What, what is you doing, baby? 
Kentucky loses to Vanderbilt yesterday. It was Vanderbilt's first win in the SEC and since 2019. It's been it's been like 30 SEC games. But why are you upset about UK's lack of performance and not instead happy about Vandy's first win? I consider them like like little brothers and little sisters of like all of the okay. all of the fun dynasty yeah, SEC. No. Actually, no, I think that's a good way of approaching it. Yeah, good good for you, Vandy. I don't know if you saw there was an interview <laughs> with with Clark Lee, their Vandy said coach, and he was like crying about how much he loved his team. I thought that was very emotional. But also, That's you know, cute. Kentucky is supposed to have a quarterback who is like a first round draft pick, and so you know, it's not good to lose to uh, to lose to Vanderbilt. Not good, Bob. Let's see. LSU clinched the West in escaping by three points over Arkansas. Bama escaped Old Miss by I believe like six points and clinched it for LSU. Officially, Clemson versus UNC is going to be the ACC title game. It's going to be interesting because Clemson has a good defense, but is iffy on offense. And UNC has an amazing offense, but cannot stop anyone. Oregon lost their second game of the season yesterday to Washington uh, after Bo Nix got hurt at the in the fourth quarter, which sort of puts the whole Pac-12 situation in flux. And then TCU beat Texas to stay at number four in the nation, probably, if not moving up next week in the CFP rankings. The Horn Frogs, I guess, go Frogs or whatever. It would be interesting to play them. We played them in a bowl game in Memphis, I believe, in 2015 already. So I have some familiarity with them and their band. So that would be fun if we got to play them. Any, any reaction to anything else happening around the league? Yara. I do want to say Bo Nix has improved so much over or under this new offense. He's focused. He's having fun. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's I wouldn't be surprised if he's a dark horse for the Heisman. It's a, it, that's a copy pasta. I mean, he actually might be a dark horse. <laughs> I, I got you, but he actually might be a dark horse for the Heisman. It's very weird. Oh. He's having a good game. Oh. I know that you are of the opinion that Bo Nix is not attractive. Is that is that giving you a bias vis-a-vis Bo Nix? Yes, he is, the inf- he is the inferior person born on February 25th. The superior person being born on that day being me, of course. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, there can only be one. This is like, my take on my birthday is similar to my take on my name in that nobody else is allowed to have it except for me. I'm going to be selfish. Like... Yarsha, Yara Shahidi, or I don't know how to pronounce her name. She's wonderful. She was on Blackish. She got her own spinoff show on Grownish. She's awesome. She has like a podcast thing going on. Good for her. That is my name. She needs to change her name legally, expeditiously, because that is my name and it belongs to me. It is mine. I've looked up some other February 25th birthdays that, to see what you're having to compete against. Uh, George okay. Harrison from the Beatles. Sean Astin, who played Samwise Gamgee on Lord of the Rings. Ric Flair, okay. who's a professional wrestler. Tia Leone is an actress. Rashida Jones from Parks and Rec and et al. Renoir, the painter. Chelsea Handler. Joe Kim Noah, the you're, NBA player. Carrot you're Top. not saying any names that are like, that are ringing a bell to me right now. Including the Beatles guy. I'm so sorry. I don't know who that is. My dad will kill me when he hears this. But like, I don't know who that is. You know, have you never seen Lord of the Rings? No. Oh, my God. Yara. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know that there's that one guy that really likes the ring. And he's like a little gremlin dude. Oh, Yara. Oh, baby. Oh, God. (laughs) Hold on. I have to breathe. Yara. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Yara, sweetheart, we got to watch Lord of the Rings together. How have you not seen Lord of the Rings? It's so important. It's it's not just like white I people important. I haven't seen a lot of things. Yeah, okay, I get it. I, and I Look, look, look. And I get that like the canon of media in the world is very focused on white people. And so I, normally I try not to say like you have to see this thing because it's usually just like whatever white people like. So it's fine. But like Lord of the Rings is an important, like my voice is breaking. It's like I'm 14. Lord of the Rings is an important, <laughs> is important media. Yara. Oh my God. Okay. That's the second. We're going to play Roblox and we're going to watch Lord of the Rings because I don't, were, did you just not, were you not able to watch like movies when you were a kid? Both that and I didn't really want to like, I don't really, and this continues to this day, I don't really watch movies or TV shows unless like A, it is particularly very, very interesting to me, or B, I am watching it with a friend because of my ADHD. Literally, it is like, I cannot focus on anything. Mm. Any long form media, nah. Unless I'm like with a friend. Okay. Yes. Well, we can do this. I will teach you to watch Lord of the Rings. We'll just have to like double up on that Adderall before we... Excellent. In exchange, I will... I will teach you how to run your own Roblox uh, restaurant. My Roblox restaurant, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for my weird cat-themed Roblox restaurant that we're going to make together. Oh, banger. I've already yeah. decided it's going to be like a cat cafe. Anyway. Nice. We got to get out of here before we say something even stupider than we already have. Yara, it's been <laughs> such a pleasure. You've done such a great job. We're so happy to have you. If you Thanks. didn't know, Yara is our social media intern. So if you see anything on social media from us that looks interesting or funny, that was Yara. And so she's done a very able job stepping in in lieu of Justin. And you are going to be hearing more from her as we go forward. You can f- hear both Yara and I every Friday for, from now for the rest of the season on CBC After Dark, which will be on YouTube, Twitch, and then also reposted to our Twitter stream. And I think we put it on Facebook too, maybe? Anyway, but you can also see it on Discord Does Live. Does anybody use Facebook still? Pause. Does yes. anybody like use Facebook? Okay, look, I- I'm 34 and I'm probably a little young for Facebook, if that makes sense. But there is a significant segment of the population that still uses facebook as their main social media platform their main social media platform well yeah like you know people like people like in their mid 40s to 50s right now i would say well yeah that makes sense my mom uses facebook right i don't want how old is your mom i don't know I, i she's always forever 32 that's the answer that i'm supposed to give okay that would be really depressing to me. What year were you born, Yara? 2002. Oh, boy. Okay. I was in ninth grade. So hypothetically could Whoa. be your father, but it would be a really sad situation. Whoa. Yeah. You were like of conscious age when I was born. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had my first kiss yet. I was like 14. L, unlucky. Yeah. You should have known me in high school, my, do- my boy. Like, <laughs> high school, Nathan wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering until my wife basically showed up on the scene and said like okay we're gonna you're, i'm gonna teach you to be an adult little cute boy she she saw me as a diamond in the rough and she was like i'm gonna polish you up and make you a man and then she did so nice we gotta get out of here man. like the i'll make a man out of you from yeah. Mulan, no that she, song? she really did she really she was like no one had ever paid attention to me and then i saw it i thought she was so gorgeous i thought she was so beautiful how is this woman ever going to talk to me? And we we, t- we were talking. We met at Beta Club Convention. 
And oh my god! Yeah, I was a very cool kid, and so we <laughs> met at Beta Club Convention, uh, and we'd gone to the same school, and we had a bunch of mutual friends. And eventually, I asked her to prom, and she said no, mm-hmm. and then oh. she said yes no a little way. bit later. And that when she said yes, that that's like our our dating anniversary or whatever. I can't believe she juked you. I think you know. I think she wanted me to like prove it or something. I don't know. Oh my god! And you guys didn't even have like. Playlist, you did. How did you cope with that? Because like I would have made fifteen different sad playlists and like streamed them with tears like okay going down my face. I did. Did you make this... a mixtape? Yes, I made a mix. No, not a, a mix CD. I burnt a mix CD of sad songs. <laughs> but that's so much work and like time. Playlist is just like do 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 do, and now Yara, I have an hour I, worth of Mitski to cry to. Yeah, okay, that's very sweet. Yara, I have received <laughs> playlists from you and know that you take more than like five minutes on them. Well, yeah, because playlists are my love language. Like, I I really like making playlists for my friends. No, it's it very makes sweet. Me happy. No, it's very sweet. But what I'm saying is like, it takes just as much time as burning a CD <laughs> because of how much effort you put into it. That's okay. All right. Um, I guess my new objective is to burn a CD in between now and next week. <laughs> Okay, okay. I've said this like four times. We got to get out of here. So this has been Chapel Bell Curve. If you like what you heard here today, please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support this podcast, please go over to patreon.com forward slash Chapel Bell Curve, where you can join our Patreon for as little as $1 a month. If you'd like to yell at us or get in contact with us or both, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Chapel Bell Curve. If you would like to send us a traditional email, you can send us at chapelbellcurve at gmail.com. We will catch you this weekend in the Bluegrass State or in the Classic City or in Parts Unknown. But until then, go dogs. Go dogs.